And welcome to another episode of Under the Cardboard Box Podcast. We're on episode 47. Uh, my name's Arnaldo, my main man, Heido. How you How's doing? How's it going, guys? And we are here, New York City, in Soundproof Studios. That's right. Soundproof Studios in New York City, like you just said. I'm just going to repeat it. <laughs> uh, we're here, finally. Uh, finally. Took us a, a while to get back in the studio, but we're <laughs> right back in here. Yes, uh, trying to bring, bring you the best of uh, what Metal Gear has to offer, which is all of it. Yeah, man, I'm excited to talk about some stuff. Uh, We did get a lot of uh, traction from this last episode, uh, and it seems like some of you guys enjoyed it, so that's good to see. So the craziness about last episode, the last episode was like, there was such a a conversation about it that I decided to put up the poll again. Yes. The same poll um, after we did the episode to kind of see if that would stir up you know what people thought. Yeah. Which we'll talk about more during our um during our news. Yeah. But as far as we go, Hyde, are you good? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Coming out of work. It's Saturday. You know, we want to push this episode out. Um, and we want to try to get it to you, uh, especially you guys on Monday, our Patreon supporters. Yeah, getting closer to that uh 50th episode yes very soon yes 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 and we actually want to plan something very special for you guys so uh please uh stay tuned we're only three weeks away uh as far as today though we've got three pieces of news uh so former kojima productions developer japan isn't adopting western game design uh new images of ludin's action figure by sentinel will be available soon for pre-order um, and uh, Kojima explains why it's important to take charge of the little details. All of that and more. My man Heidel, are you ready to start the show? Let's start the show. The CB News. So like we said, three pieces of news. Um, not three pieces of news that we found particularly interesting. But it is Metal Gear news. It has to do somewhat with it. So we want to bring it to you. Um, so I guess we'll start with the most interesting one as of now. So Kojima explains why it's important to take charge of the little details. So on Twitter, Kojima talked about what, according to him, are the differences between making a movie and designing a game. He pretty much pretty much goes on into... Uh, speaking about the scenarios and in one of the tweets he said the hallway of uh, like pt uh, has meaning in the plot as well as the game design is the purpose to deliver the story to practice the controls to show the scenery or to add rhythm to the gameplay a variety of possibilities exist as well as the game development proceeds the details need to be fleshed out how about the lighting the walls of the hallway how long is it going to be and how high is the ceiling uh, certain things that he worries about is the details when it comes to uh, corridors and the layout of it as well. So here he goes on to say, quote, there are other various details to consider, like adding a crank turn to the hallway. Is it possible to add NPCs, how to fix poor gameplay tempo, making the character stand out, or even whether to show the ceilings and cutscenes? Almost everyday revisions are made depending on the point in the game development process, end quote. 
Uh, he also goes on to say something about action games, uh, where he says an action game can never be completed by ordering. F- uh, I'm sorry, by ordering from a blueprint and assembling parts of a factory line. If decisions making and supervision are delayed, production efficiency uh, and everything else drops, and that leads to redoing work. In order to avoid this trap, one must make small daily adjustments on site while creating the game. When everything is outsourced, the parts that come back just don't fit together. That is why it's important to take charge of the little details every day. So here he goes on a little bit more about the production and the shooting, uh, and even in an online uh, like capacity, like how uh, Metal Gear was uh the last few metal gear was that they were online he goes everything that uh factor it that's factored in the game he specifically wants to avoid uh, a factory method of the game development where everyone has their own defined role for this reason he's keeping the new kojima productions somewhat limited in size he wants to have a smaller team uh he feels like he can have more control over that and also uh keep it more focused um as he was saying he set this like at three or four in the morning uh our time obviously but um yeah it was it was pretty cool i saw that when he posted it by all by our time we mean eastern yeah eastern standard time eastern standard time i we know we have uh people in uh overseas yeah all over the world like dubai and and ghana we do have some people in ghana craziness you i'm looking at the you know the stats uh we got even people in the UK. We love all you guys, by the yes. way. You know, so thanks for listening. Yeah, we check all, all the time the geographical stats of who listens. Uh, and we thank you for sure. Tell me who is in Wichita, Arkansas. If you're listening to this, we have an influx of people listening from Wichita, Arkansas. <laughs> Send us an email at under the cardboard box at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to know who you guys are. But Without further ado, next piece of news. So, new images of the Ludens action figure by Sentinel will be available for pre-order soon. The Ludens action figure by Sentinel has arrived at Kojima Productions for checking, and Kojima shared some pictures of the new results. The 30-centimeter figure has two types of visor, clear and black, and blue lights. Inside the helmet, uh, it can light up. The eyes in the face can move as well. Action figure, The action figure by Ludens... Uh, Action figure Ludens by Sentinel, 30 centimeter high. Here's a sample in the final stage. Beautiful work. It has clear and black visor uh, versions. And of course, it lights It lights up. The eyeball rolls. Ready to take the pre-order soon. Uh, here you see some pictures of Ludens. It actually has an incredible amount of detail uh, with the black visor in here as well. They have they have it uh, move up the, the visor and you can kind of see his face inside uh, with the skull mask that he has looks like a um, uh, some type of uh, air mask to, to breathe, most, most likely. Um, and also it has blue lights inside. So there's like a clear visor that you can that you can put on it. Um, the backpack looks like that uh, iDroid, um, the iDroid case that Hideo Kojima has. <laughs> kind of looks like it a little. Ah, okay. The casing for the iDroid. The casing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah everything looks... Uh, Looks very good, detailed uh, and stuff very like detailed. That. Yeah, for a character we know nothing about. Yeah, because it's a mascot, this is, this is a just glorified a mascot. mascot. Well, at first, you know, when this came out, I thought that this is going to be part of the game. I thought this was going to be whatever game he was making, but it turns out to be that this is just like, uh, just a mascot. You know, it's Which not, is, it's yeah. not, it's not much. 
Who knows? Let's see if uh, Kojima puts enough detail in Death Stranding. Death Standing? Death, Death Stranding, yeah. Yep. That uh, the <laughs> the mascot comes out, except, you know, not just the logo in the beginning. Yeah, which the logo production is uh, pretty cool, like that a- animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says here that Yoji was fascinated by it. Uh, he was just, you kind of see him here in MetalGearInformer.com where you can get all your news from. You see him here kind of staring at the the product here just in awe. In awe. Yeah. All right. What's the next piece of news, Arnaldo? Uh, well, uh, if you guys want to check out those uh, photos and stuff like that, uh, feel free to go where Heidel said, Metal Gear Informer. Uh, so last piece of news, it's it's kind of a long um how 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 should I say it? It's a long um what's this? What's it called? Article? There you go. An article. Thank you, Heidel. You got it, man. Um and it really doesn't get at any point, uh, but it's an interview with uh Jixel Jordan. Glixel. Glixel Jordan. I always mess up names. Sorry. Sorry, Glixel. And uh, you know, it's just talking about how he doesn't believe that Japan designers are necessarily looking at the Western game design to adapt certain elements into their games. And uh, I'll just read this quoted thing that he said. He says, I think in three years of MGS5, I heard a Western game mentioned maybe once. That was on Ground Zeroes. And this discussion was about a circular enemy cone. Uh, When you get seen, how do you express that you've been seen by someone who is not displayed on the screen? If an enemy is watching you from the side uh, and behind how how do we communicate this at the time far cry got mentioned so i guess i i know what they're saying it's the the situational awareness yeah it's kind of being used seen. in like a lot of first person view yeah games. yeah like when you're being seen it kind of like does the white the white shade where you're being seen yeah. which i don't think it's a copy from western games at all i think that's a pretty good method you know like it's well, a lot like of what he said. I, it probably uh, derived from western games but that's pretty interesting that you know they didn't really mention a lot of western games because i feel like metal gear has more western uh fans than they do japanese fans i mean it's an american soldier All right exactly it's an so american that's even, spy soldier yeah that should even tell you more on on maybe doing that research so if it was only mentioned once and it was for ground zeros hmm, maybe that was uh that could have been a problem, you know? Who knows? Who knows? But he did say one thing about um, Konami's designers. Okay. And I'll read it like this. He says, there are a ton of people you've never heard of who are just as sharp about the craft who are going to emerge in the coming years, including at Konami. Don't discount them. Don't write them off. They've got some really good people there. This is pretty interesting when I read this because he's a former employee and he doesn't have to really, uh, you know, say anything about Konami or good or bad. Right. So this is just kind of going on what we've been saying before, Arnaldo and I, over the past few episodes where we just like, we know the stuff that Konami has done. It's not good. But I think that those are the people that are the higher ups. Uh, We feel like that those are the people that are the decision makers in the company who are the bad people. And I feel like that some people in Konami that are still left um, care about the Metal Gear product, but also are genuinely good people. He says here they're sharp and that 
uh, the stuff they're going to come out with in the future is is uh, they're going to emerge soon. They're going to emerge soon. So I'm looking forward to that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I I mean I wouldn't mind another mind like Kojima's. Yeah, you know, working on this. <laughs> I mean, just imagine. You know, uh, some people are the product of of whoever their mentor was. You know, they they can someone that can come up that has been with Kojima for a long time who probably stayed back in Konami. Uh, we don't know the details. Obviously, this is just all speculation, but it could be someone that uh, maybe uh, grew up with Kojima uh, from the past and just like learned from him and it's probably taking the helm of Metal Gear. Although I feel bad for the person that does this uh, because it's a lot of stake. Um, it, you know, but I just feel like maybe uh, it could be time for someone else to take the helm. Well, maybe they're not asking as much as Kojima did. Yeah. You know, like, Look at the reviews we're getting for Survive. You know what I mean? Like, people are saying it's better than we think. You know, maybe these developers are emerging in that sense. Because we haven't yeah. heard of any names that are actually working on this thing. We just know it's yeah. coming from Konami. We haven't heard anything. You're right. Right? So, let's hope for the best. Um, guys, also, our Twitter has been doing much better. I mentioned before that we ran a poll um, about who would win in their prime. Solid Snake versus Big Boss. I put it again after our episode 46. If you haven't heard it, go back, go listen to it. Let us know what you think at UCB Podcast. Uh, that's on Twitter. So I asked again, who would win in their prime? Solid Snake versus Big Boss, right? The votes are in. Now, 660 of you voted in. Thank you for that. We do appreciate it. Solid Snake 47%. Big Boss, 53%. So, we can, by popular vote, people think Big Boss would be the winner. Big Boss is the winner. And guys, let us know what you think. Again, you can either email us at underthecardboardbox at gmail.com or join us on Twitter, where we now have 349 followers. Awesome. You guys are all awesome. We love it. Um, feel free to follow us there. Guys, GMP is low. We would love for you to uh, help us out. Um, paying for this podcast monthly is is not cheap. I know Heidel can tell you that. No, it's not. <laughs> Setting up for the studio and everything. Uh, we just, we, we would appreciate, you know, a little help. Let's keep the lights on. Yes, please. Please, we don't want UCBP to uh, be shut down. Um, and you can always follow us on Facebook. Guys, we're always available to you. And if you're interested in any of the stuff we just read, you can catch that all on MetalGearInformer.com. The Codec Conversation. So given the how, you know, the reception we've gotten from the last show, um, Big Boss versus Solid Snake, um, we wanted to go even deeper. Given the responses we were given, you know, it was very like thought out because people actually started to comment this time. Yeah. And like you were saying, we we want to go deeper and uh, we kind of think of each game as not just a game, but like what certain things can we take from it and we can extend it and talk about it with uh, with you guys. Yeah, because I mean, if Kojima is someone who concentrates on detail that much, then it had to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Um and so without further ado, we, we just want you to join us in this conversation and, and let us know what you think about it. UCB Podcast, uh, you'll find us there on Twitter, at UCB Podcast. Um, 
And if you're listening to or watching us on YouTube, please subscribe down here. Give us a like if you like our stuff. But today we're talking about why, you know, the background in which the boss lost to Big Boss. Naked Snake, right? Throughout the entire game, you are getting your you're getting your butt beat by the boss time and time again. Yeah. And then in the end of the game, no pun intended, you win. You get to kill the boss. Now, we might be able to say, well, it was the boss's mission to die. Yeah. Or we can say, well, plot armor, right? But we've really started to think about it and say, is there more to that? Like, was it was it just that simple? Like, Kojima just said, well, he has to kill her. Like, and just let it go, just like that. I mean, here's the thing about it is, <clears throat> we thought about it in about two or three different scenarios. It was the one you just mentioned, which is, um, obviously the boss's mission is to die. She came in here and she knew that this was her last mission. Um, there's subtleties in what she's saying uh, throughout the game where, um, especially in the last fight where, you know, she can, she knows that this is the final mission for she her. She had to die. She had to die. So there's also that. So there's just like, she was holding back, you know, um, the whole time, right? Where she was just, you know, like just, whatever holding back and she was just like trying to do this and all that and during the ending fight she just held back everything she had because she wanted snake to kill him um her her her, yeah sorry she wanted snake to kill her and so there's also the theory where snake was holding back this one's a little harder for me to believe because man he literally got thrown off a bridge and his arm broken and all these things um but uh, but it's a speculation, you know, that we we can't oversee. There's there's differences in this. So um, my argument is more of yeah, I think that maybe the boss she she probably held back during that mission because she knew that this is the last at the one. Ending, at the at final the, fight. The final fight. This is the final she held fight. Held back at the final fight. Um, right. If you didn't know, if you don't fight that fight, you know, uh, with without a gun, then come on, man, what are you doing, guys? What are you doing? Fight her, CQC style. Although I know she pulls out the Patriot and she's... It's just to get your attention. It's It's just just when you're away from her. Because if you notice, it doesn't really hit him as much. Like you're on the ground. If she like knocks you down, it goes... And sometimes she misses a lot of the shots. Well, you're not being hit because she just knocked you down. Right. That's just it. But, you know, given... It's crazy though, because at the time, if we look at Snake's body at the time, he just recently fought Vogan. He just recently beat a shaggle hod. Yeah. <laughs> and not to mention. And tortured, tortured. Yeah. You know? Well, that. And, when, and also uh, his eyes is, is he, out. He lost an eye, right? No. But here we have. And then also, you know, when, when they left on the, on the motorcycle, you know, after a while, they, the motorcycle crashed. Snake freaking. That's right. Yes. He completely he, forgot he, about that. Yeah. He broke like his rip. Something happened. Yeah. And it went through Eva. So we're talking about injured naked snake. Yeah. He's pretty beat up. You know what I mean? Like, if this was in real... And not to mention, the day before... Like, a couple of days before, he was in the ICU from a, the dislocated elbow and yep, yep. all that stuff. So he's pretty injured and handicapped. 
that could be some of the reason why the boss kind of had the upper hand in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So we're looking at that. Um, and the possibility of him losing at the bridge could be because he was distraught about what was just happening. And he was basically facing her. Maybe caught off guard. Well, he was facing her maybe like if they were sparring. You remember when you and I used to, well, you know, you yeah, used to yeah. go to the, 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 the mixed martial arts. We wouldn't go like 100%. That. Yeah, you and I wouldn't go 100% because we didn't have that much. We didn't have animosity against each other. But it and would also be like, you shouldn't if you're training. Right, right. Maybe the mentality of Snake was. That's a good, good point. Yeah, like a sparring kind of a thing. Like, because if you feel like it, like, yes, you just find out, found out that, hey, um, okay, yes, you, you, you're clearly betraying whatever it is that we had. But my body and my movement towards you is of a training partner right so, so you your hold body back. yeah your body is naturally gonna hold back anyway and right. that's a good point because um you know i think the earliest times in my life when i was competing in bjj um it was always like okay don't go 100 percent ever because you know you don't want to hurt your partner so i struggled a lot in my first few tournaments because i thought it was a sparring match so i would get tired more easily the other guys you know, going 100%. He's trying to, he's trying to rip my head off. But for me, I'm like, you know, let me stay calm and let me also, um, not go full force because my body was so used you to treated it. them as like a, a, you know, instead of your opponent, you treated them as your rival. Exactly. Like a, a, an opponent, not exactly. as a regular opponent. So in this case, psychological and the boss did play on his psychological feelings towards her he because did. she did. Yeah. Cause when he pulled out the gun and she was like, can you, pull the trigger right right yeah and yeah. she caught him off guard and you know disarmed the gun yeah there was a lot of feelings that that naked snake had towards the boss and yeah and also just like playing on that is the emotional aspect of it like you get to know someone for that long right you not only get to know them like physically verbally i mean uh, verbally but physically where you know you're training you're blows, training every, everything. everything so everything feels like naturally to snake it maybe feels like okay i'm not a hundred percent committed to hitting her or doing this or that so for her it's like she's already gone She's not thinking. She's committed to the mission. She's committed she knows to that, and like, she knows she can't be that way. While while Naked Snake is confused, she's already knows this has to happen. Yeah, yeah. I can't. She was probably preparing herself that time that they were gone. I think it was like two to three years that they didn't see each other before the virtuous yeah. mission. She probably had to prepare her mind and her body and her soul. She was going to defect or act like she was going to defect. Yeah, and she yeah. She had to sell it to Vogan, who was watching uh, the whole time. And you can tell because in certain parts, you know, he stands back and stays back and kind of sees the interaction because obviously he knows that they train together or whatever, right. you know, but it's also like he's trying to see like, okay, what is he going to do? Because he's a very skeptical man. Now, here's the thing, though. He was going to kill him on the bridge. That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so the boss to sell the deception even more and to save Snake, Naked Snake. Yeah. At the same time, she said, no, he was my apprentice. I'll take care of him. I'll take care of him. Yeah. Right? And so it was just like, she threw him over the bridge on purpose. Because remember, when she, when she does it, she says, you know, like, go away now. Like, my place is with them. Yeah. It was to save his life. 
while he was still confused about what was going on. And so exploring this detail throughout the entire Snake Eater, we have to look back at their past. Now, we know that the Cobra unit fought with the boss, but it's documented and Snake has said it. You know, it's like for 10 years, we lived and died together. We have to look at the meaning of that live and die together. Arnaldo and I were speaking earlier, like, because at first we were just like thinking, oh, maybe this could be like they're just training together. But live and die together means more than that, meaning they faced something that meant that, trials, missions, right? Things. Missions, things that that maybe no one obviously no one can understand. Like he he spoke to Eva about it. Hardships. And, and it wasn't like an in love kind of thing because he says, no, nothing like that. Um, but it's it's it more goes deeper than it goes, that. That's what he said. It right, goes, it goes he literally used like for someone to say that that means something. Yeah, it's like, do you love her? And he says, no, nothing like that. You know, it goes deeper than that. You know, like it it, it means something when you say something like that. So to live and die together is is more of man. You know, I've saved your life. You saved my life. We've been through the worst of the worst and came back from the rut or whatever it was a more western um, way to say it would be we've gone through to hell and back yes exactly kind of a deal you think that would be like a fair assessment yeah of course of yeah. yeah so that and then you brought up a point it's like so how does that how does that work with the cobra unit you know snake naked snake never knew about the cobra unit he didn't know anything or maybe he did because he never says, I never knew anything about the Cobra True, unit. yeah, we can assume. But, I mean, I think it's a fair assessment. Maybe he didn't, know them he didn't know them personally. Right, yeah. Maybe he's heard about the stories. Although, I just something came up. The boss said in the end when she talked about herself, she says, thank you. I've never, thank you for listening. I've never talked this much about myself. So, who knows if how much she knew. That's very but for true, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, they developed CQC together. For 10 years. Yeah. And so, are you going to tell me. Like, and this is not a, a, a sexist claim or anything, but are you going to tell me that a larger man, because um, from what we know in uh, between Na uh, Naked Snake and the bosses, she noticed that he lost weight. Yeah. yeah. So he was a bigger man. Right. I'm not saying he was fat, but he was a bigger man. Bigger. Yeah. Right. Are you going to tell me that bigger man, more strength, because naturally men are stronger than women. It just is. Yeah. Right. Is going to be overtaken by a woman all that time you know he wasn't gonna grow stronger than her and stuff like that because we're talking about judo drops and stuff like that yeah and i mean you know you you do this all the time so you can tell me it's kind of like it's not saying that women can't do it it's just a little harder no it's a little harder yes um but i mean i know a bunch of like high level brahm and black belt uh, females that that are just easily hands down better than I am better than um, some of the dudes there. It's all about just uh, technique. You know, it's not, it's not really based on strength or, um, you know, weight and stuff, weight distribution, because you use their weight against them. It's really more of a distribution towards them than it is for yourself. Um, of course, though, they were training together. I don't know at what pace, you know, but it seems like they developed this together, right? From what they said, it seems like they were both kind of growing at the same pace. Right. So it's kind of hard to believe, you know, that it's like he, she will best him in that because I would assume that he'll continue his training um, 
or maybe he didn't you know that's it's a lot of the gap between um when they first met which we don't know anything about right right till uh till their departure which is he just mentions she just disappeared so like i'm pretty sure she disappeared to uh you know obviously gain a new mission and then found out about all of the stuff that she found out about maybe she had to like like i said before she was preparing to defect right and then this didn't happen overnight and then the relationship between um the sorrow and her obviously goes way back because we know of you know ocelot we know that the boss is probably a good 10 years older than snake than than big boss was yeah and now has me thinking that maybe it wasn't the two or three years with um uh, with the Cobra unit. Maybe it was before Snake. It was before Snake. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. After it, what I'm saying, the two or three years that, that they didn't, that she left and she didn't tell him anything was her preparing for, for Snake, Snake Eater. Eater. Yeah. You know, for to do that because that, that's a lot of training to just know all that detail and yeah. to prepare to yeah. defect. You know, when they thought, well, remember, the mission was just at the virtuous mission. She was going to fool right. him. You know, and then that's it. And well, of course, had to find the philosopher's legacy. Mm-hmm. But what changed was is that he fired the nukes, and now she has to die. Like, can you imagine that phone call, boss? Yeah, yeah. He fired the nukes. We have no choice. You you have to die. Yeah, we you have to do this. But let's not get away from the topic so much. Um, but let's look at the at the uh, psychological part of 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 you know this fight. So. By the by, the time he's in Snake Eater, when he first, when he after the virtuous mission, he's now he's he's now somewhat convinced he has to kill the boss, but still doubts. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? He's not fully committed. Um. Yeah, I think, and especially in that part where she's laying on the ground and you have the gun there. I mean, there. You, you know, if, the, are you talking about the ending? Complete ending, right? Okay, okay. In the in the in the battlefield uh, with the flowers, like you're pointing the gun at her and like you can you can tell that this is a difficult moment for him right you well, know the way he describes it was with um with solid snake at the at the par 4 he's like by the time i killed the boss i was already dead right right you know um yeah. that was the hardest thing he ever had to do but like like in snake eater right he loses again to her right when she shows up and she says i guess death wasn't ready for you yet right yeah how is it how is it he po- he has a gun pointed at her? She's a good uh, maybe three feet away, maybe yeah. four. So right? she's not at arm's length. She's not at arm's yeah. length. There's no way that she can run that fast in order for her, him to like not shoot her. Yeah, yeah. But he he drops his gun, right? Slightly. Yep. And as soon as he goes, boss, she runs at him. Are you going to tell me he couldn't quickly just bam? Of course, he given the training, of course. you see, of course. So that's why that's why I said it feeds into the whole. There's doubt. Yeah, he I mean, can't just I mean, kill her. And he also, can't look, just shoot her. Look at gameplay when you go into first person view and you like slightly press square. Um, if we're talking about PlayStation Two, like he'll pick up that gun like this. He'll go super quick. So there's no. He's doubt had in my training, mind. Yeah. and this is yeah. yeah what no I was doubt t- in my what mind. we were telling Heidel, uh, what what Heidel and I were talking about, um, was the fact that you know, Big Boss is in the Fox unit. You know what I mean? He had prior military experience. Correct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you don't just like get off the boat and go into the Fox unit. That's it. You're good. You know, it's like, no, you have to train. We don't know. Maybe he was in the special forces since 
the boss was the mother of America's special forces. Yeah. Right. Whichever one army Marines, whichever ones it was. Whichever. Yeah. Right. So it was just like, he has training. He has prior training. You're going to tell me that a fully trained man at that distance versus a fully trained woman, another soldier can't raise his gun in time for her to like, not get to you, disarm you. You know what I mean? Not to take away her legend because she was a legendary no, yeah, she's warrior. Very, but very when legendary. we look yeah. at it objectively, it's like, come on, he should have been able to shoot her. Yeah, and I think that, that just she even disarmed. Him. I think that just plays into his emotional attachment right. to the boss, saying, like, yeah. which is something that I feel like that he has a lot more um, attachment to her because he's so one, he's confused. You know, two, he's being he's also being deceived, you know, and he doesn't even know that, you know, and in the end, we find we find that out in later games. Right. We find that out. But also, you know, he's more like, man, I can kill her right now, but I chose not to. So there's two factors in this as as we're dissecting this. There's two factors. There can be both of them are actually um, holding back, holding back. You think both of them are holding back because. She, I'm pretty sure she could have killed him. Granted, and, that is true. At any point in time, when she knocked him down and she took out the Patriot to shoot the to shoot, yep, the to airplane, the, yep, and then the explosion and stuff, she, she could have killed him, shot him to straight. death. She didn't have to shoot three that. times. She, she didn't have. She knew that that was gonna cause an alert for uh, soldiers to come. She was giving him a chance to escape. To escape, exactly. And she knows she knows him better than anyone, like he said. And she knows that he could escape whatever's coming. The soldiers, right? She says, stuff. "You, there's a few hundred miles to the shore. You think you can run that far?" Right, exactly. So she tells him, "Like get get out of here." Exactly. Many yeah. times, although at the same time, it could be that she's putting him to the test. Right. Because right. she knows she that he's the one that has to kill her. Right. But also maybe she's waiting for him to finish his mission. That that's what I'm saying, you know, and he, for her knows. to finish her mission as right. well, you know, which is which also plays on both of them, because it's like he's holding back because he knows, like you explained, he could have just raised his gun and shot her and she could have <laughs> end just, of the game, end of the game. Right. And then she could have done the same and bo- vice versa. Right. So. It feels like they're both holding back because of love, but also more more on the fact that, yes, the boss absolutely loves Snake and she and he absolutely loves her. But it's also like she knows more than him in every aspect in terms of, the of combat and in stuff terms, like that. Yeah. And it also in terms of the mission, like yes. she know she knows, man, you don't even know you're so young and like. You know, you you will know soon enough. And even in death, she didn't tell him. Even in death. She couldn't. She, she wasn't couldn't. allowed to. She told Eva to tell him. Right. That's what the whole ending was about. That was the That's, whole debrief. That was it, yeah. Right? Always reminds me of uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 and Naomi's talking to Snake. And, you know, you see the wolves and stuff. Oh, I love, I love that scene as well. With the... The best is yet to come. Yes, that song is fantastic. So, um, so yeah, it just reminds me of that. Right. So, we look at the the... You know, throughout the entire time, you know, the boss is actually saving Snake from time to time, right? But then we get to the part where he gets caught as uh, that he was dressed up as Rykov, right? Yeah, yeah. And remember when, when Vogan catches up to him, you know, uh, but, and he's, she's, he's about to lay it down on Snake. Oh, yeah. Which, that's another thing. So, you know, I, or maybe it could be because the boss was there. 
But it was like Snake took down Vogan at that moment. Remember, he like judo. He was like right there. Yeah, yeah. And then the boss came in. Yeah, and took away his gun again. Like again, come uh, on. Again. Yeah, come on, Snake. Yeah. You know. So it was just like before she left, she was like, "Um, what are you gonna do to him?" He was like, "I'm gonna make him pay for hurting Ivan." And he beats the crap out of him. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So. That's when he loses his eye and whatnot and whatever the case may be. Um, and the, the, the third fight is in um, the garage where you plant the C3. Yeah. That's where he yeah. fights again. And you notice in this fight, he's actually like he's growing out of it and he's actually fighting now. Yeah. He's fighting her. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they actually had a fight to the point where Ocelot had to stop it by sticking his gun up. His gun to out. His head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how he stopped the fight. Yeah, yeah. But Snake was holding his own now. He was, yeah. So you see the development. You yeah, there's a it. development yeah. in him. Now, we're talking about injured Snake. He's pretty injured. He's, yeah, he's roughed up. He's really roughed up. You know, throughout, if you look at all the experiences, you know, uh, he <laughs> he got out of the jail cell and uh, he was tortured and he was beaten up by Vogan twice, yeah. um, you know, and, and jumped also, off the waterfall. And also think about it, not only for his... Um, physical like uh body but also emotionally is draining because he's like man like the person that i trusted the most ever is is deceiving me here like what is happening he's so confused so it's like he has no other choice but to be angry and like you know i always think of like when he's he's going he's on the machine he goes like i feel like he's taking all his frustrations out you know like when you know when you're the machine gun machine gun and he's like ah you know, like and when I you shoot it repeatedly, when you shoot the M six three, that's that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man, I, I get it. It's 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 a real development for him, and I think he's starting to accept it. He's yeah. starting to accept what's going on. Absolutely, yeah. So now, after everything that happened, after you fight Volgan again in the vault, you escape from uh, the explosion. Yeah. After that, you fight the Shagohod. Yep. Get away, right? In a motorcycle. Motorcycle crashes. <laughs> Snake is flung in one direction, even is flung in another. He breaks a bone, right? Or two. You patch up. You get through the forest with Eva. You fight the boss for the final time. And in this instance, the boss is not injured, not even remotely. No, she's been uh, clean because she's, she's been, been on the other side. She's good. Now, we've got an uninjured, the boss, versus a pretty banged up naked snake. Yeah. And the conundrum is, at the end, he wins. Right? And so, like we we said before, so it was like, did he finally just, like, realize this is real? This is real. This is really happening. Yeah. I have to kill the boss. No more doubts, right? No, nothing else getting in the way. Yeah, it's true. It's either do or die. And even in the fight, like you hear her, like she's kind of taunting you a bit, like during the gameplay fight, you know, like get ready. And like, here I come, like stuff like that, where she's, she's 
just it's taunts, you know, towards Snake. Right. Criticisms you know? too and all that. <laughs> and the best way to fight her is really obviously hand to hand, but is also counterattacking because um I mean, we know we all I'm pretty sure we all know the trick by now, but it's like run away from her and then wait for her to when come she to you. Touch, actually in, in in extreme, in European extreme or extreme, they like after a certain amount of health, you yeah, can no you longer can, see can see her. You yeah. can only counter. Yeah. You can't um, you can't do it, which only explains to you why that would be the best um course obviously right so it it's a lot of things it's yeah. a lot of things it's like here is the final battle i i have to and she even does it she's like he's trying to talk her out one last time yeah he's like yeah. pause why are you doing this and she's like you're a soldier finish your mission she's pretty much like telling him but not telling him like dude just please see it you know like just finish your mission trust me on this one you know but it's it's like a an outcry for i still gotta be bad for him you know but also i gotta edge him a little more to well, let the, him know it's the thing she's fully like i said she's fully committed to this that's it there's she can't go back to america she can't right. if 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 vogan never fired those missiles she could have de- pretended to defect once she got the philosopher's legacy she would have went back to america and that's it yeah a, a hero but now she has to die she's fully committed she can't do anything else she ha- like she's given in to her role and snake has given in to, to his, his role. role yeah now they're really both coming at each other to kill each other don't you see how like don't you see how it's built up now yeah. like throughout the entire time they both have an issue in killing each other because the boss could have killed snake at any time yeah and now, snake yeah now it's the like opportunity there's no other choice like everyone is dead Vogan is dead there's no more shaglehad there's an escape for snake because eva's obviously doing that there's mix coming there's, their way right, their way so it's like there's no choice now there's no choice now we have to either be fully committed or one of us will die yeah you know and so that is the final i think that's why snake won at the end yeah I think he when won. He has no other choice. Yeah, because he just he had to do it. Yeah, and honestly, if you think about it, really, part three can be actually named the Phantom Pain, because you know how part five always brings back phantoms and whatever the case may be that yeah. that moment with pause and you know trying to recollect what they had from that moment in which the boss was killed by Big Boss. Big Boss lost himself. Absolutely. And he was, through Peace Walker and all of that, all you see after that is the phantom of his former self. He was no longer himself. No longer. Right after, right when he killed her, he was no longer uh, Naked Snake. And he held on to that as long as he could as Peace Walker. When he realized he finally killed the boss in the, in the mech or the Peace Walker. Yeah, the Peace Yeah. He took off his bandana. And he let it go. And he says, call me Big Boss. Yeah. So that's a great episode. I mean, that was, that yeah. was great. Really good. Good talk, man. So you guys let us know at under the cardboard box at gmail.com what you guys think. If you guys are watching us live right now on Twitter, let us know at UCB podcast. Follow us there. Let us know if you want us to do this live even more. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Again, you can subscribe to us on YouTube um, or you can follow us in any of your podcast services. Who's that? All right.
It's trivia time. Heidel, you know what the game is. I do. And we're 47 episodes in. Should we really explain what what is? Go ahead. Okay, fine. All right. So for our new listeners, uh, so trivia time is when one of us, it's been mainly me for the past mainly you. episodes, um, we quiz each other, right? We quote a line from any Metal Gear game, right? And we then ask each other, which who said it to who, which game, and where, right? We used to do this a lot back in middle school, so. Yeah, MGS. Yeah. So these are all MGS games. Um, Heido, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here's the line. Who are the Patriots? Who are the Patriots? Answer me. Hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. This is Naked Snake speaking to. I want to say Eva. I can't remember if it's either Ocelot or Eva, but I mean, it's a legendary line. And then they go, the Lali Lulelo. I was going to say another thing, but I shouldn't say that (laughs) about Lali Lulelo. (laughs) Nope. Um, Naked Snake speaking to Eva. Um, Grozny Grav. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) You're just guessing places at this point. In Russia? Russia, The entire... (laughs) Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. (laughs) Final answer. Okay. So you're correct. Sweet. Um, This was the first time you meet Eva and she shoots everybody behind you. Yeah. yeah. Surrounded with the uh, Chinese pistol. Yeah. Right. And she's on the motorcycle. Right. With her helmet. And so... Um, you know, after everything is done, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is before it's before that. Uh, so when she shows oh, up, yes, yes, yes. When yes, she yes. shows up, he mm-hmm, says, mm-hmm. he says, okay, what's the password? Who are the Patriots? Yeah. And she stays quiet and he goes, and he aims his gun at her. And then who, who are, are the, the Patriots? Patriots? And then he goes, answer me. Right? And then that's when it happens. And that's when the soldiers come up Yeah, and they goes trapped. Right, and that's uh, that's when she says, "Get down!" She shoots <laughs> Get down, doosh, 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 and then she goes, "That is your answer." She yeah. reloads. Yeah, right, and that's how it begins. Yeah, doesn't she like do a backflip on a guy uh, with a motorcycle? That's uh, Ocelot that she does a back kick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how her leg right. reached back there, but all right. No, but it didn't the wheel go on his face or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, she did a backflip. That's even more impossible. Right. But she did do like a like a front twisted flip onto her bike. Yeah. She started it and then did a wheel like a backflip right. off his face. Games, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Metal <Video> Gear games. <laughs> games. Metal Gear games. I hope yeah. you guys like this trivia. That was good. We yeah. enjoy it. Um let us know what you guys think. Under the cardboard box at gmail.com. We'd love to know your opinions or uh, how we can, you know, question each other. Heidel, yeah. it is the end of the show. That's it. Uh, episode 47, like I was saying before at the uh, early stages of this episode, uh, we are nearing episode 50, guys. So uh, if you have any 
uh, questions, comments, or concerns about um, our stuff and what we do, you can email us at gmail.com. We've been doing some cool, fun stuff with episode 50, uh, reaching out to the fans. Um, I know we've reached out to a, to a couple of you guys, but if you have anything to say about uh, Metal Gear or even Under the Cardboard Box, which would be uh, preferable, um, send us an email, uh, maybe some video of yourself. Keep it short, you know, no longer than under a minute. minute. Under a minute max, a minute max. And yeah, just let us know like, hey, what do you feel about Metal Gear and its future? And what do you feel about us and other Cardboard Box podcasts? Yeah. If you have been listening to, to us for the past 47 episodes um, and until we get to 50, it's a big accomplishment because... Arnaldo and I just started this from uh, a room. Your room. uh, Yes, my room. Which was right next to his mom. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to be extra quiet. Yeah. So now we're we're in our studio. You know, we we can actually (laughs) do things where (laughs) we we uh we have um cameras now. You know, we start our YouTube video. HD cameras. So HD sound. Man, I don't understand it. I have to make this gripe every time. Why are you guys listening to episode one? I see the downloads. I see it all the time. They're always there. Like yesterday, six downloads, episode one. Why? Stop it. (laughs) It's like no matter how many times we say stop it, it's like more people download it. They're going to do it. Okay, you know what? Go ahead. Listen to episode one. I beg of you, please listen to episode one. Do us that favor. And then listen to episode three, which is one of my favorites. Right, right. One that, you know. We had some fun with. Yeah, that was cool. So, um, and then listen to our other episodes. And if you're listening right now, obviously, you are going to have to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we need the support there. We do. We are currently at 130 subscribers on our YouTube. Guys, comment on our stuff. You know, like it. It all adds up. It all helps. We're really just trying to get out there. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean... You know, we, we've said this a couple of times before, but Metal Gear doesn't have as much traction as it did in 2004, uh, well, 2001, 2004, uh, 2007, and 2013. I think I'm correct on all the, those dates. The podcast for Metal Gear don't last. Yes. I think we've been the longest running. We have been. I was checking, and the longest running was Metal Gear Mondays. And they lasted for 20 episodes. Right. And we're on 47. So that's something good, guys. We're, we're really we're really dedicated uh, to this podcast. You know, we we actually spend time on just making things better uh, over time. I don't know if you notice, but like if you've been following us from the beginning, like I think I know, obviously, I'm part of the podcast, you know, so I'm a little biased, but I think we've gotten a lot better and a lot of things that we do. We listen to our own podcast as uh, selfish as we are. <laughs> like, Heidel's yeah. going to send me this. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Yes. That's just right. because, like, the raw, unedited, well, semi-edited version. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Before we send it to you guys. And we'll we'll constantly be talking. We're like, uh, there's a part in um, one minute and 50 seconds. There's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You hear all that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's 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 really good. Uh, how have you been? There it is, man. Yeah, man. How have you been, man? I've been good, man. I've been good. Um, glad to be part of UCBP, honestly, man. Uh, it fills me with as much stress and as much joy. It's like bittersweet. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that Heido and I always have the same question every single week. What in the world are we going to talk about? Yep. But we've got 30 years of material. And so, I mean, I... I I said this, and I think I'm going to commit to it, is like, we got to play more Metal Gear, like the older games. 
Because there are so many topics we can talk about. You know, and I'm saying, hey, let's ask the fans. Send us an email. We're yeah. listening. What do you want to talk about? Join us at UCBP. What do you want to talk about? Um, I'm still taking the EMT classes. That's on another topic. And uh, I, I asked for support there. You know, I asked for any support, uh, anything that can be given or said, advice. I, I would really appreciate it. It's not an easy class. For sure. Um, Idol, my man. How you doing? How you doing? Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm really good, man. Uh, this new job has been excellent. Um, it does take up a lot of my time, but it's not like my old job. I think I've expressed <laughs> uh, in this podcast hatred, hatred for uh, my old uh, employer, and yeah, this job is nothing like it. Um, I was actually job, yeah. huh? For the employer or the job? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So it's like. It, it, for for me it it just feels like more um more relaxed and stress free today i was actually supposed to work but um but i didn't uh because i said i wasn't coming in and hey you know that's uh and so yeah that's pretty good i uh <laughs> here we're we're periscoping <clears throat> excuse me we're periscoping right now live on twitter so um this makes no sense because you're probably going to listen to this whenever but Try to see it. Maybe we'll do it next Saturday. Uh, who if knows? If it picks up. If it picks up. If it picks up. Yeah. You know. Come on, guys. Um, Come on. So, yeah, man. It, it's, it's been pretty good. I, I actually enjoy it a lot. Um, Your job. Yeah, I do. I, I really enjoy it. It's been it's been great uh, just getting to know everyone, uh, hiring new employees. I'm excited to start. <clears throat> um, yeah. You know, just uh, just getting things done. As far as the studio goes, uh, yeah, it's it's coming along. Soundproof studio. Uh, hopefully, we can uh, do a live episode or you know something like this. A tour. A tour, and I can show you the new space. Why don't um, we Why don't we show them what it currently looks like, and then we'll do an after. For sure, we can so, definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. We yeah, can absolutely. definitely do it. Um, we started off with a brick wall that is no longer there. Like I said, it wouldn't. <laughs> if you if you watch like what's our first uh, video? I think it was like thirteen or something. Right? Yeah, you'll see the brick wall. We're behind the terrible lighting we were under, and uh, so bad. Yeah, it was during the winter time. So, Heidel, I think it's time to say goodbye, man. That's it. Episode forty-seven in the books. Well, we never like leaving, but uh. It is getting late. I'm Ronaldo Castillo. This is my main man, Heidel Martinez. And... And that's our show.